Kia ora guys, Hadley here from the Josh and Hadley pod. Now, I'm actually in the United States right now on a summer camp on a secluded island where I don't have any access to one, watching Prison Break, or two, talking to Josh about it either. So, in the spirit of Prison Break Season 5 with Dominic Purcell filming half of his scenes uh, much, much later than the other characters uh, due to his accident that he had during one of his extreme stunts, um, I have recorded all of my part of this podcast um, before heading away. And Josh will be doing uh, his darn tutors to actually watch the episode and uh, we'll fill in the gaps. Um, but I'm sure, you know what, you probably won't even notice. It's just a, just, you know what, forget I even said anything. It's probably just a normal episode. Enjoy! Previously on Prison Break. In 2009, Josh and Hadley were friends at high school, co-hosts of a radio show and massive fans of Prison Break. Now in 2017, Josh lives in Australia, Hadley's in New Zealand and Prison Break is back on TV so they have an excuse to talk again. Warning. Contains prison break spoilers. Hey man, how's it going? They brought Stacy Keach back! <laughs> now that was an episode of Prison Break, wasn't it? Mate, there was there was thrills, there was chases, there was love. Look, there I'm was... gonna stop you there. I don't wanna I don't wanna talk about it right now until I just work out how are you doing. Let's 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 talk about you for a second there, because I feel like we don't do that enough. No, we don't. And I mean, I'm so excited after just watching that, but I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm not sick anymore, which is awesome. Um, I caught that New Zealand disease. I got the Australian disease and I was, I was pretty sick there for a few weeks. Um, I think I'm, I'm on the other side of it though. Um, I uh, have a little bit of sickness in the voice, but no sickness in the head. Um, so, you know what? Heart. I'm chugging along. Hey, mate, I have got a full bill of health in the heart area. Which is good. So we both uh, made a full recovery. Um, uh, how about you? How's, how's things in Hadley land? Oh, it's, it's very good. Um, I'm... Uh, Looking forward to um, catching up with you again soon. I'm currently having a, a wonderful time in the states, I assume, um, and uh, can't wait to fill you with all of all of those details. Um, but you know, you know what? We're not here to talk about you know, am I time traveling right now? Am I? Where am I? We're here about talk about Prison Break. Let's get down to bare bones, my friend. Just give us a. Why don't you give us a quick uh, rundown of what happened this episode? Buddy, I thought you would never ask. What a great ending to a not-so-great season. We had a nice bow on it at the end, nice happy ending with the two families, the two brothers, with that final moment with Lincoln and Michael and the I Love Yous, which, is, which was awesome. Uh, we had Jacob finally getting justice with Teabag in prison, which was sad but kind of good in a weird sort of way. Still don't fully understand why he ended up having to go to prison. Well, I mean, I understand it, but it was weird um and then obviously whip dying which was unfortunate 
he was definitely the coolest character this entire season that was that was introduced um the most three-dimensional compared to you know some of the more two-dimensional characters like the uh the gay cell inmate roommate cellmate um and uh and jar who ended up living in a village somewhere in afghanistan yemen i mean yemen yeah um good ending good episode Great cat and mouse back and forth between Jacob and Michael before we finally got to the climax at the end. Um, and, and also the, the play between T-Bag and his son and, and Whip. That was awesome. It was great seeing T-Bag as a different kind of character and a different kind of person. Um, it was cool seeing Whip reacting to that and it seemed really organic and not super forced. We had a lot of the loose ends tied up as well. I mean, the stuff with the um, Elvis impersonator and uh, wherever the heck he was, um, some sort of weird guy that Michael had gotten out of a prison at some stage along the timeline, um, who helped, uh, what did he help? Uh, he helped Michael set the scene to frame Jacob, basically the, the murder framing scene, which was pretty rad. I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, it was kind of weird. It's interesting to think that Michael has broken all these random people out of prison and he's calling on favors for them. It's a shame they didn't lean more heavily into that. It would have been interesting to see a whole bunch of random people come out of the woodwork. What I was disappointed about, though, was the lack of Fox River 8 inmates. There was no C-Node, and there was no um, Sucre in this episode, which means that the last time we saw Sucre was that cheeky little smile that you hated in the last episode when he was on the airplane. How disappointing is that? Sucre, Sucre, Sucre. Well, we fell in love with him in Season 1. Uh, we continued hoping for him in Season 2. We loved his return in Season 3. Um, we're glad <laughs> he was around in Season 4. Missed him in Season 5, but... Whoa. Funnily enough, we've been joking about it the entire season. Sucre coming in at the very beginning of, of um, the first episode for about three minutes. Um, him disappearing and then making his clunky and awkward reappearance in uh, episode 7. Um, he featured for about a minute and a half in episode 8, where he ate some sausages with Whip. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then just didn't show up again. Sucre was my pit of episode 8. His little face when he had done the phone trick on the plane, I thought, you know what? Come on, mate. Like, be cool. You'll never be like a cool guy walking away from an explosion. Um, and it's a shame that the pit of my whole last episode uh, was also the final time that we ever saw his little face. Um, but I can only hope that we'll see his return in Fast and the Furious 9 super fast and awfully furious. Yep. Yeah, no. Hopefully he um, uh, he continues working with that director or showrunner um, and uh, and has a long and prosperous career. It would be nice if on the next gig he worked on, he um, he got paid and didn't just get paid in catering. Yep, <laughs> that certainly sums it all up. Michael Schofield's tattoos. Can we talk about Michael Schofield's tattoos? Yeah, absolutely. Here, finally, we've got two of our favourite things have been merged. Alright? Now... We have got the significance of the owl and Michael Schofield's tattoos in one foul swoop. This definitely is unpacked um, upon in the episode and not just something that I inferred from the trailer teaser for the finale episode slash the other ones, but we see the owl all the way through and you, my friend, you picked it from the start! 
that. You picked it. You knew. And I was a little bit uh, skeptical about what was going on with this owl. And I was skeptical about Michael Schofield's tattoos. But little did we know that they are so linked. That Michael Schofield goes to the zoo. He looks at that owl. And we see the owl a couple of times from the back of its head. And it turns around and we see the front of its head. Now the back of its head looks suspiciously like the front of its head. It's camouflage. That owl has got something going on. And that's what inspired Michael Schofield to use his hands and his tattoos to make Poseidon's face for that face recognition thing that we saw last episode in episode 8. He got the idea from the owl. He turns it, his hands into an owl head with, uh, with <laughs> Poseidon's face on it. And breathe, keep breathing, keep breathing. And and you know what? I am shocked, and I'm didn't see it coming, and I'm so glad that it paid off in such a satisfying manner. Discuss. Yeah, man, for sure. It was definitely a pretty cool reveal, seeing how the tattoos formed Jacob's face to let Michael into the sort of secret room. Um, all the weird hints at the owl and uh, the tattoos and the eyes on his hands and things, it all sort of came together. I still don't fully understand how the tattoos formed his face. Um, maybe it was just because they never showed them to us from that particular angle, but I'm not 100% convinced that it's correct, but it was still a cool reveal. Um, not as great as the season one blueprint spring on his body kind of thing, but it was kind of hard to meet that sort of level without kind of copying it and doing something similar. Um, kudos to them, though, and credit where credit's due. I think they did a really good job putting something new and fresh sort of into there. Um, the weird quote that Michael had, I can't remember the exact quote, it was like, don't interrupt your enemy when your enemy's making a mistake, or something like that, I think it was a Napoleon quote, um, that was a little bit strange, I have no idea how they suddenly cracked that code at exactly the right moment, um, I think it was a little bit ridiculous, but on saying that, the, the whole tattoo thing and reveal was, was kind of cool, I guess the idea of the Skype call that we've sort of made fun at a few times, the guy having tef- technical difficulties and taking the screenshot of Michael with the eyes up, was all a red herring, um, and Michael was hoping they would decipher it at a particular time, I don't know man, regardless, that was pretty neat, and uh, I was happy with it. I formally want to apologize for my lack of faith uh, that I've expressed in Michael Schofield's tattoos. Sure, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from the get-go um, and seen that there was some kind of plan, um, but um, I have been rebuked by the success of the payoff, and I will eat my hat right now. I mean, this whole journey has been been pretty amazing. We introduced some new characters. We got our we got our whip hand boy. Um, we got Jar. We got um, we got Van Gogh. Um, Don't you forget then, uh, Cyclops. <coughs> uh, Cyclops uses proper name. Uh, please use his proper name. His name is Cyclops. Um, Poseidon. Um, all the other allusions to the Odyssey ends. As someone who's just watched this episode and has really just uh, taken it all in, let me say, what a conclusion to some of those story arcs we've seen. I mean, Whip Hand, for example. When we first uh, started talking about him in episodes earlier, we didn't know what was going on with him. But now, I mean, 
I was really satisfied uh, with uh, how they ended up with Whippan. I thought they really set things up early on, which uh, on the podcast we did question. But the way that they finished him up for the season, um, I think, um, or they did justify everything. What do you reckon? To be honest, dude, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I think that Whip dying was a little bit... I suppose a little bit left field, a little bit shock value. I mean, he was always the dispensable one out of the group. Um, it was unlikely they were going to kill Michael Schofield again, and, well, they were never going to kill Michael again. There was a possibility they would kill Lincoln. That's what I kept saying to you, I think, offline. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but the the whip thing, we sort of figured that he was probably the one who was going to die. I, I still don't really buy it. I, I was kind of surprised when they did it. I thought it was a bit of a dummy, like a fake-out almost, um, until... <laughs> T-Bag got arrested for it, seemingly. Um, I don't know. I would have kind of liked to see him stay. Like I said before, I, I think he was probably the most interesting new character that was introduced this season. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it kind of sucks to see him go. If there was ever potentially a- another season, uh, unfortunately, now I'm guessing he's not going to be in it. Um, did Did you like the fact that they killed him? Did you dislike Whip? Um, I didn't want him to die. Uh, but um, I can see why they killed them off. The other thing about Whip as well, um, before we move on, is uh, honestly, I reckon he's probably one of the only characters that got introduced this season that would have kind of fitted into previous seasons. I could have seen Whip, maybe not as part of the original Fox River 8, but potentially in a Season 2 or a Season 3 during that escape process um, or the runaway process from the FBI. Um, I definitely could have seen Whip in a sonar-type situation getting out with them there. I think they kind of had a similar kind of whippish guy in, in Sona that he got out, but I, I don't remember his name for memory. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's kind of cool. The, the rest of the characters I really don't feel like would have necessarily fitted into the previous seasons, and they wouldn't have made as much sense necessarily. Yes, and I agree with what you've just said. Um, a regular segment that we do on the show is our Pits and Peaks. Um, this week, in the, se- in the spirit of this being the final episode, I feel like let's just have one mega peak rather than two individual peaks. What do you say? Josh, I have got one peak uh, this episode. No, that's not what you say. <laughs> Just agree. No, because because like, um, like I reckon like you can use that and actually record that, but then uh, it sounds like I've got the audio of me saying that and you've had to work around that. Um, you've got to say... Yeah, okay, sure, that's fine. But uh, Okay, yeah, go on. Go, continue then. <laughs> Like I like so much more difficult. No, 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 no. no. I like uh, okay. Like, like I reckon. Like, if you essentially you will get my audio track, but it's just I, I'll record it and then um yeah. Like, trust me on this. I reckon um uh you, all you have to say is like peaks and troughs or, or peaks and pits, and then I've got like that. You know, you can put that in anywhere. Um, um, Josh. So peaks and pits. Peaks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, I have um, got some peaks, and I've got some pits for this episode. Um, I think my first um, peak um, is really looking at uh, Sarah, Um, and I think she really um, has stood up for herself in a way that um, made me happy um, as a man and as a feminist, and I liked that she took care of business. Um, instead of relying on the others to do it all the time. That was really nice for me. Probably wasn't my peak. Um, mine was more when uh, 
uh, Lincoln Burrows whipped that hoodie out again, and he wore it um, for a couple of scenes when he was in hospital. They were doing a surgery on him after he got shot by Abruzzi's son, um, but instead of taking the hoodie off, he, he just kept yelling at them that he wanted to keep the hoodie on because he was cold. Um, so they had to do the surgery. They had to, they had to actually cut into the hoodie um, to do the surgery. Uh, but they got it done. They got the job done. Uh, the hoodie was okay. It had a few holes in it in the end. Um, Jesus, I hope Lincoln doesn't die next week. <laughs> but the, the hoodie um, got through unscathed, and so did Lincoln. Well, maybe Lincoln didn't, but yeah. My pit for this episode um, was, you know what? I was really disappointed with um, with Teabag in this one. Uh, I really had high hopes for for him, but um, you know what? I feel like he got given some great material, but didn't quite make it work. And um, so, you know that in what scene I'm talking about in particular. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm surprised, though, that you um, weren't more upset with Mike Jr. this week. Now, I know you'd think I'd be upset with uh, Mike Jr., um, but you know what? I think this is the episode that he really turns in the performance of a lifetime. And I can now see, like, oh, okay, all of his acting choices that I was questioning um, were actually genius, and who am I to have ever questioned him in the first place? Cool. I imagine I'm going to disagree with that next week, but that's cool. Cool. Um... So, a regular segment that we do on the show, which we actually missed last week, was uh, what is Michael doing this week? Yep, and uh, having reviewed this episode thoroughly, um, I am... Um, and the entire season. And the entire season, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've said um, numerous times on the podcast that yep. it was my belief that Michael Schofield was straight up ISIS all along. And almost to a joke, right? Oh, I was never joking. Um, no, no, it was always most uh, heartfelt um, and very sincere. Um, yep. And despite the fact we haven't seen any ISIS um, characters in the last couple of episodes, um, yep. you know, um, with, you know, questionably we could say there were some uh, in this season finale, um, but I... Um, Still don't want to rule them out as being straight up ISIS. Um, I think if they if we do get a season six, they might explore some of that. Um, but some more of the ISIS. Yeah, potentially. But I I think um, I do want to say he was working with the Russians, and that's something that um, was more implied than than explicitly um, stated. Um, but he was working with the Russians, and you know what? Controversial, big call. Why shouldn't he? If we've got a tighter relationship with Russia, why is it a bad thing? So I don't know when that happened in the episode, but uh, yeah. Oh, like like watch watch back the tape. Um, you'll be like, oh, that's that's it. Oh, it's more subtle, is it? Yeah, it's very subtle. It's a um, you know, kind of um, some allusions to some. Russian philosophy. I don't want to get too bogged down in it, um, but just read some some of your, your your classic Russian literature. It's all there. Okay, so let's um, let's review this episode then. Actually, instead of reviewing this episode, let's review the entire season <laughs> as a whole. Yes, please. <laughs> that might be just a, a better way of sort of approaching it for the series finale here. Yeah, so, that's big old wrap up. Okay, so let's let's hear from you first. Well, okay. 
we, and I feel like I can say this for both of us, um, were relatively disappointed with the first episode, and like it got better at times, but for the most part, we're not loving um, the first. Well, like this whole season, really, um, and, yep. and it has taken towards later episodes um, for us to go like, actually, I can kind of see what they're trying to do. Um, I think parts of it were very um, unnecessary and confusing, and just trying too hard to capture prison break moments um, and just not delivering. Um, will I rewatch this season? Uh, probably not. Um, but will I like? Will I happily accept this season as Prison Break canon? Yeah, I can see. Um, yeah, fine. I don't think. Right, here's a question for you: Do yep. you think they needed to do this season? Like, as a fan, like, did you need? Did you need this part of the story? Oh, absolutely not. On saying that, though. I'm mm-hmm. very pleased that we were able to watch more new Prison Break. Yep, yep, I like that. And, it, it, I mean, we've often discussed about the fact that, like, it's been great um, so we can be friends again because we've got Prison Break to talk about. But more than that, it is kind of cool and exciting to have, like, new episodes of Prison Break that I haven't watched a million times before. Um, yep. And go, like, cool, here's, here's some new Prison Break. What's it going to be? Exactly. And so, honestly, I think based on what you've said and based on the entire chronicle of, of this uh, this podcast so far, and if you're not familiar with it and you're just listening now, that's pretty weird. Go back and, and start from the beginning. Um, I think I'm going to rate this whole season, uh, taking into account that the first episodes were pretty bad, the last couple of episodes were pretty good, there was some good stuff in the middle, there was some bad stuff in the middle, a five Fox River inmates out of eight. Wow. But let me guess... The three remaining are, like, Michael, Lincoln, and Sucre, like, the good ones. You've got the five bottom yep. tier. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. The five bottom tier, um, the three top tier aren't included in that, um, but it's still a pretty solid score. What about yourself? Um, I'm going to rate it a... Uh, I'm going to rate it three... Um, uh, Sun and uh, uh, Escapees. Um, I'm giving it... Um, a whip hands, a guy who got shot by, or got killed by Cyclops, um, uh, who almost yep. got hung in the prison, um, yep. and Sid. Sid, yep, and, um, I'm giving it a, um, Freddie Mercury as well. So I think that's a significantly worse score than what I gave it. Now, mine's three out of five. Um. Yeah, but, but are those three as good as the one Michael Schofield? Well, time will tell. Season six, fingers crossed. Hope there's another prison, another break. And you know what the most disappointing thing is? No Stacy Keach. Not yeah, one sight of the Keach. We were both holding out for that the whole episode, and uh, no Keach showed up. Not one slice of Peach Keach. Maybe he's in prison. <laughs> Real life prisoner, Stacy Keach. 
so I've been talking a lot in this episode, and Hadley has been saying very little in terms of contributing towards what's actually happened. <clears throat> um, as you probably picked up on by now, the gag is that uh, Hadley is no longer with us, unfortunately. He got shipped off to America uh, last week, and he was unable to see the finale of, of Prison Break. Uh, so I've just sat here alone in the Josh and Hadley recording studio watching it by myself. Um, and it was freaking awesome. And uh, it really sucks that I wasn't able to hear to to watch it with you, man. Hi, it's uh, Hadley here for the Josh and Hadley podcast. Um, dude, I just wanted to say, sorry I can't be having actual chats with you, but um, I know you're doing a bloody tip-top job with this recording. Now, I'm going to be honest here, guys. Uh, talking to you, the listener now, this is kind of where everything falls apart. So, as Hadley mentioned at the top of the episode, we did pre-record a whole bunch of stuff uh, in preparation for the episode, we did have a few scenarios in mind. Unfortunately, a lot of the audio that Hadley used, I just can't edit in in any way because it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I've done my best. What I'm going to do from here on out is uh, this is me, Josh, from the present, not the past, which you've been hearing a little bit of. <laughs> Very funny, Josh. And I'm just going to talk about what happened in this episode and what I really liked. Hadley's going to interject a few times. It's going to sound really weird, but just go with it because it's a hilarious joke. And uh, thank you very much. <laughs> very funny, Josh. So anyway, as we've sort of discussed, well, <laughs> with myself uh, a little bit at the beginning, this was probably the best episode out of all of them. Um, I think this was definitely a good five or six uh, Fox River inmates out of uh, eight or seven. I can't remember. Hadley's not here to correct me, so it's whatever I say it is. Um, which is saying a lot because the rest of the season was very, very poor. I think coming into this, we sort of decided to make a comedy podcast uh, about Prison Break after watching the first episode and finding it just so hilariously bad, uh, especially after we had such a huge fondness for Prison Break back in the day when it came out. So um, getting to the point now where I, I think they were actually getting to the heights of what Prison Break once was, that's pretty phenomenal that they were able to do that. Yes, and I agree with what you've just said. Um for me, uh, there was a couple of highlights. Uh, again, Lincoln Burroughs wore his hoodie from the previous episode, which was funny. Um, it was very random, um, but funny to have it back again since we've discussed it a little bit. Um, the whole lack of random Fox River characters really annoyed me. Uh, the lack of Sucre, so there was just no explanation as to where he went or where C-Note went. Um, C-Note especially because he was in the entire season and then randomly just sort of disappeared in these last couple of episodes. I think he was in the previous one very briefly. Sucre, the last time we saw him was on the airplane, like Hadley just mentioned. Whew, that's what you get. And uh, that was kind of a disappointing ending for him. Never see what ends up happening to him now that his ship's gone. What's he going to be doing for a job? Is, um, is, is he ever going to act again? Is he going to be in Fast and Furious? We don't know. We don't know these things. Stop asking me these questions. I can't answer them. Um... So there was that. Uh, Lincoln Burroughs not being in the episode much. Did I mention that? I don't think I did. So Lincoln Burroughs was hardly in the episode. He 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 was uh, he was in it at the beginning when he went to the hospital after he got shot. He was in it uh, partway through the episode when he was wearing his cool hoodie again, just after he uh, set up John Abruzzi's son for drug trafficking, I guess, which was also pretty kind of random. I feel like that might have been an alternate scene that they decided to cut in, which they might have cut originally. I, I don't know. It seemed like a weird other storyline, which we never really got much information about. Um, then he was in the scene where he punched the really, really smart IT guy in the face, um, and that was kind of it, then, then at the very end. So it was... 
I don't know, maybe maybe when they filmed the stuff, it was during his injury time, and so he just didn't film any scenes with the rest of the guys, or maybe Dominic Purcell kind of just got sick of filming and didn't bother doing anything towards the end of it, or asked to be written out, or maybe they wrote him out because he was injured. <laughs> yeah, 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 who knows? Um, sort of like I talked about earlier as well, the, the whole stuff with Teabag, I, I thought it was really cool when they introduced the Teabag whip son father thing and then they started playing with that idea with them going and doing these kind of mini missions together and stuff um all the way up till oh no i think i've broken my headphones um that's not good talk now the uh the big plan was hatched i guess and um they went to confront jacob teabag whip and michael um and then whip ending up being shot and killed um <sighs> i thought it was kind of a bit i don't know it, it just seemed a bit out of place that teabag has been so well behaved this whole season yet for this one instant he's decided hey i'm gonna go and kill this person and be sent to prison um kind of felt like his conclusion wasn't that good uh, he he kind of deserved to not end up back in fox river um well it was nice having the fox river theme and being back in fox river as the final scene oh uh, no i think i've broken my headphones um that's not good talk now um what else happened this week <sighs> lincoln got his girlfriend i guess shiva wasn't it at the very end um they didn't really say anything or do anything she was just there i guess they're implying they're together um, Mike Jr., uh, yeah, Mike Jr. still sucked. His acting was terrible. Um, he, there was a couple of scenes with him which were just absolutely awful, um, as they have been for the rest of the the rest of the episodes. Um, peaks and pits. So the the pit, again, is probably still Mike Jr. I think he was really awful. Um, most of the stuff with Mike Jr. this season has been bad. You know, there was an episode a few weeks ago, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but he got kind of, he was flying a helicopter, he flew it straight into the bushes, and he got, like, kidnapped or something. It looked like he got grabbed, and they never really explained what happened there, who he got grabbed by, or what actually went on. He just seemed fine in the next scene, so maybe they actually, that could have been a continuity error. I'm not sure. Headley, if you're listening to this, um, discuss, I guess. Uh, peak for the episode. Oh, no, I think I've broken my headphones. The peak is probably Michael's whole plan coming together uh, from the very beginning of it where he revealed to Teabag why he gave Teabag his hand, um, being like, I'm going to give you a helping hand if you help a friend out kind of thing, um, all the way up until Michael's sort of fake scene that he developed to um, get the missing frames to frame Jacob, basically, for the murder of the CIA director. Um, talk now? Um, I think that whole plan coming together was satisfying in the end. It just took us way too long to get there. Um, and the other thing about Prison Break is the really cool part of it is the relationship between the characters that we like. You know, it's Teabag and Michael. And this was the first time they've been on screen together this entire season. Um, and they used to have this really cool cat and mouse alpha thing going, and they didn't show any of that, unfortunately, but it was still great to see them together. Um, likewise, when Dominic Purcell and Wentworth Miller are together, it's really cool. Um, unfortunately, that was kind of underutilized, potentially because of um, Dominic Purcell's injury. Ugh, put the kettle on. Um, and then, yeah, Sarah Wayne Kelly's and... and and Wentworth Miller, and they had a couple of cool scenes together this week. Um, fortunately, we got to see them a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, look, I think that's it for me. I don't think I can stretch this out any longer. Um, I'm going to add some random Hadley anecdotes into this entire monologue that I've just done. Um, it's been recorded in one go, so if it's broken up by Hadley talking and me saying some other weird things, then maybe it sounds a little bit more interesting. 
Oh no, I think I've broken my headphones. Um, That's not good. Talk now. Uh, I'm going to leave it with a few more jokes from Hadley and a few more comments from Hadley. It really, really sucks that I can't uh, discuss this episode with you, dude, because I think it is the best episode we've slogged through eight weeks of uh, kind of average prison break to get to this point. And uh, unfortunately, you won't be able to be here for the final episode. Yes, and I agree with what you've just said. By the way, guys, I think what we will do at some stage is probably re-record uh, episode nine and and release it as another podcast, um, maybe as a bonus edition later down the track. Um, Hadley will have some availability in the next couple of months. Unfortunately, he's away on a work thing um, in America, but I think he will have availability to do a record. So hopefully, he gets to watch the episode and we can actually record a proper season one finale um, for our podcast. But for now, I think this is all you're going to get, unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I certainly respect your decision. No, 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 not decision, opinion. Well, personally, I disagree, but I certainly appreciate you for sharing that with me. <laughs> it's so good, man. Let's talk about season two of the Josh and Hadley pod. We're going to do this again, yeah? I don't know. Are we? Should we take some time off and have a think? I would, I, I would like to do this. I am notoriously bad at catching up with people and having a podcast that, like, this is a thing that we do um, means that, like, for the sake of my listeners, um, I will talk to you. Um, so is it, is it just a weekly catch-up? Just do a, a catch-up with a bit of a potty? Talk about what's been happening that week. Yeah. I mean, if we can add a little bit more to it, so, you know, people have a reason to listen. I'd love... You know what? Here's, here's my, my dreams for season two. Yeah. We entertain. We educate. And we inspire. So drastically different from season one, then. <laughs> yeah. We, uh... <laughs> yeah. We were, I, so we're changing the model up a lot. I want the people, yeah, exactly, new model. Um, <laughs> I want people to have this reaction when they listen to our our podcast. They go, ha, ha, ha. oh, oh, yeah, man. It's um, there's legs in this. There's legs in this. Unlike the Prison Break reboot, which I, I don't think yeah. there was legs in. I think rebooting the Josh and Hadley show um, into the Josh and Hadley pod. Was was beneficial to it. I actually would have to say that uh, the Josh and Hadley pod has uh, has been far more successful than the Josh and Hadley show ever was. That's very true. In fact, I uh, would have to crunch the numbers, but I think in the eight, nine uh, podcasts we've done now, um, I think it's more shows than we did ever did on air. Um, hey, let's um let's wrap this beast up because um, I'm still just fizzing over having just watched that episode. Um, do you want to do a final, a final appeal to all your little friends? All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to us this season and supporting us. Um, like Hadley and I said, it's been awesome doing this podcast for the last nine weeks. Um, it's been awesome for my friendship with Hadley and getting to catch up with a, a very, very good friend of mine who I have neglected for many years. Um, it's been awesome to watch some Prison Break, despite it being uh, good and bad. Um, and we will definitely be coming back for a season two. 
we are going to take a short break for a couple of months, um, but there will be some content popping up here and there from us. Um, we've got a few bonus episodes, uh, which are going to be showing up in the feed, so don't unsubscribe. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, we will be sharing some information over the Facebook page um, in the coming months as well, and we'll be sort of announcing what we're going to be doing for Season 2. Um, Believe it or not, despite us pretending we haven't talked about it, we have actually talked about it, and uh, we're pretty excited about it, right, Hadley? I'm 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 super chuffed, um, and I think we've got some solid ideas and also very loose ideas that could become beautiful things. Exactly, and uh, and this this Josh and Hadley brand may just grow into uh, into something really special. So stay tuned for that, guys. Um, but thank you very much again for all your support. Um, for liking us and subscribing to us on iTunes and the likes on the Facebook page. Hey, buddy. In the words of C-Notes and Lincoln Burrows in episode 8 of Prison Break, which was the uh, the episode I watched last week before yep. I just watched this latest one, um, I, I love you. Did he say that? Yeah, they, they, they said it um, after the, the down by the beach um, on the, the stones and uh, Lincoln Burrows was wearing his sweet hoodie. That's what. That's the problem. I was just so distracted by that hoodie. I missed the line when he said, "I love yeah. you." Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Love you." All right, man. Look, I know it's not going to be next week, but I, uh, I love you. What is that bad about next week about? Well, we normally we we sign off with, uh, "I'll talk to you next week." Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and not a minute sooner. We're not gonna. So we're not gonna talk now for a few weeks. Oh, I'm currently in the United States, um, having a good time. Um, in fact, at the time of recording what? this, how is uh, how are you doing? How are we talking right now? It's 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 magic. You'll edit it later. But anyway, mate, I just want to say I'm super stoked about the se- this season getting back, and um, I'll um, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, so you may have noticed the parts where I was uh, pre-recorded there, but ultimately, I just want to thank Josh for editing it together. And dude, if you're listening to this, which I dearly hope you are. Just know that I will uh, watch the Prison Break episode as soon as possible and give you all of my feedback super soon. Chat soon, pal. Season 2. Don't miss out on anything. Subscribe right now to stay in the know.